Graduates Conversations podcast. Hey folks, and uh, welcome to today's episode of Conversations Interpreting and Translating podcast. I've got with me again Haley Armstrong, who's the managing editor of Ozit's In Touch magazine. And um, if you remember a few months ago now, I think um, we spoke about the uh, the autumn edition, and uh, now we're coming into summer. We thought we'd talk to Haley and uh, see what is in the new edition. Hello, Haley. How are you going? Good. Thanks. How are you going? Thank nice you to very see you again. much. Uh, great to see you. And uh, I saw I, I saw you uh, at the Ozit National Conference as well a few days ago. Yeah, I saw your face pop up in there too among all of the Zoom tiles. <laughs> That's right. I had like almost like 100 people in front of me. I was like, who do I know? Who do I know? Ah, Hayley! <laughs> and Hayley, you had a little bit of an extra person kind of over here when I saw you. Yes, that. I did. <laughs> Congratulations. Yeah, my, thank you. Yeah, my two-month-old daughter and my three-year-old were accompanying me through some of the <laughs> some of the conference. Ah, uh, wonderful! And um, I just want to congratulate uh, everyone at Ozit again for organising an amazing, hundred uh, percent online conference. It was an excellent job that everyone oh, did. Well done, well done. Um, yes, uh, so Haley is joining us from Guadalajara in Mexico. Uh, how's life there these days? All good? Pretty much the same as last time. We're still in sort of, you know, uh, I wouldn't call it lockdown, but yeah, taking preventative measures to, you know, COVID related wearing your face mask and all the rest of it. But, yeah, we're, we're good. <laughs> That's it. Very good. Well, you know, you've got to be careful these days, definitely. Uh, no reason to let your guard down. Uh, in, in Melbourne, we're doing a lot better than we were when we last spoke. We've got a, yeah. quite quite a few more uh, freedoms. and um, No longer in lockdown. No, no, <laughs> and hopefully it stays that way as well. Um, all right, let's have a little bit of chat about the summer edition of uh, the Ozit In Touch magazine. So. What's, what's going on with this edition? Tell me a little bit what's in there. Curious. Um, well, there's a bit of a theme happening in this um, issue uh, and it seems to be around isolation or overcoming it or finding strategies to still be connected, feel connected to other people without having to um, come in direct contact necessarily. So um, probably the main Features are still a little bit about COVID. So there's an article about um, how the Aboriginal interpreting services and WA were mm. getting information out to people, um, which I found it really interesting. They were using not just a straight translation, but using, making it multi-modal, I guess, including, including um, plain English subtitles and even animation uh, for people who weren't necessarily um, all that literate. And um, and also just uh, the logistics of how they organise themselves around uh, interpreters not having to physically be there, so using remote uh, video re interpreting as VRI, I think it's called. Mm. Um, that was actually one thing that was confusing me in the the conference that people were calling it. Um, now I'm going to forget the word RSI. Yes. And I relate, I associate that with um, repetitive strain syndrome. Rather with, than, <laughs> with the pain in your wrist. Yeah. yeah. Rather than interpreting services. So, yeah, they kept going, RSI. I'm like, yeah, my wrist is fine. Like, <laughs> and then I'd realize that. So, 
Um, so yeah, obviously the interpreting services in WA were were using RSI. <laughs> <laughs> so um, you go. No, no, after you. <laughs> I was about to change topic, so I don't know if you were going. Go right to... ahead. <laughs> uh, another. An uh, interesting article we had was um, from Despina, um, who ah, yes, we all know and love. She she gave us a write-up about a um, social event she organised online through Zoom, which was with her Greek colleagues, Greek English translating co- colleagues, um, to have a coffee basically online instead of at the coffee shop. So. Cafe Neo. Yeah, <laughs> I wonder. I'm I wonder not, if I wasn't it's. Sure I wonder, how to pronounce it. <laughs> I wonder if it's Greek, Greek coffee or Turkish coffee. I don't know. I'll have to ask. <laughs> uh, being being Turkish, I'm just being facetious, Despina. Um, well, yeah, it'd be. If, if you're watching, listening to this, it's <laughs> same same. I'll have my. Sure. I'll have my. I'll have my metrio, thanks. <laughs> same thing by another name. That's right. What is it a rose by any other name? That's it. And probably the one of the more exciting, or I shouldn't say more exciting, but an exciting part of the isolation theme uh, we have is um, a movie review. Uh, there's a newly released translating, or a movie about translators, um, yeah. literary translators that came out called The, the Translators. And um, there's a write-up, a review on it by written by Jen Playstow. And um, there's also a competition for People want to win a DVD to watch the movie at home. <laughs> so is it a DVD of the movie? I understand so, yes. Uh, magnificent. Well, I'm looking really forward to that. Um, uh, I think it's just because of COVID now, it, it should have hit cinemas a while ago, but because of COVID restrictions, I think um, it's just going to start hitting cinemas here now. And I saw a trailer uh, for this movie just a few days ago when I finally went to the movies after about six, seven months. <laughs> Um, and, and we used to go with my wife at least once or twice a week. Right? Like we love the cinema. We were and, like that too. Yeah. yeah and uh, so we dashed in there, got our popcorn, got our, got our you know, soft drinks and chopped ups and um, the translators. So did you watch the movie already? No, no, not yet. I just saw the trailer. So, oh, you saw the trailer yeah, watching it. So yeah. I'm really, really curious. I want to watch it. Um, it looks uh, it looks uh, pretty full on. It's a, it's a thriller, you know. It's. Yeah, I'm excited to watch it because I actually can't watch it from here because I'm not in Australia at the moment, so I still have to wait and I'm keep hearing all these good reports. Maybe you'll, maybe you'll win the DVD. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> then I still have to get the postal system to get it here, but yes. <laughs> we know how I long think, that might take, huh? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it does look like it would be an exciting movie and from the review it looks like, yeah, it's well worth, worth the... Um, the time investment would be well worth watching. I think so. It's like a whodunit for translators. So I'm Christine, really, yeah, I get, uh, I get the Christie. I get the Christie um, kind of stuff, yeah. And then yeah. it turns, and then guns came out and there was a lot of action as well. I'm like, whoa, this, you know, be thinking about the life of a translator and how it can be maybe not so much uh, full of action. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was saying. It makes a translator's life look very much more glamorous than mine it's ever been. <laughs> anyway. It may be you're translating all the wrong stuff. You've got to be you got to be yeah. into the you got to be into traveling. I mean, yeah, I haven't contracts, no one's really <laughs> come in with a you know an ultimatum yet. <laughs> Indeed. Well, uh we're looking forward to the film actually, and I'm actually really looking forward to Jen's review as well on that. Uh it's gotten some quite good reviews around the world, especially within I think the TNI industry. 
it's going to be really interesting. I mean, we haven't had a lot of films about translators and interpreters. You know, there was one about uh, called The Interpreter. I think Nicole Kidman was in it. And again, yeah, again, I that was I an action, that thriller action as well. So the two films that I know about interpreting and translating, uh, you know, action thriller movies. So maybe, maybe we do live that kind of a life. We just don't know. Maybe it's the politics <laughs> side of interpreting and translating that has the, those risks involved. Indeed. Well, anyway, looking forward to that. Um, what else is in the edition? Uh, there was quite a few competitions over the last few months so that we've got um, write-ups on the results of a few different competitions. Um, now I've got to not get them mixed up. One is from Alitra Translation Awards and OZIT member won, won the prose prize. So if I, as far as I understand, it's divided into two sections. One is translating a section of poetry and another one is a section of prose. And this year's language was Greek and our OZIT member um, won it. It's Denise. You might be able to help me with her surname because I don't want to butcher it, but it's An Ananosto. Sounds good. <laughs> Sounds good. So she, sorry, sorry, Denise, if I've butchered your name, but um, she, she was the prize winner of the prose section and she's an OZIT member, which was great to hear. Magnificent. Congratulations, Denise. Yeah, well done. Um, another one is the Ozzet Student Excellence Awards um, came out too. As far as I understand, that's um, students who are studying a degree of some sort could put in 50 words or less what they what was the best thing they'd learned from learnt from their course. Um, another one is the Ozzet Translation Competition, um, which is for non-professionals, and they were in the running to win free Ozzet membership and also access to the Ozzet Conference this year. So quite a few competitions. Oh, that's that's a pretty good prize. <laughs> yeah, it's, um, it is. <laughs> I wouldn't mind winning it myself, but Indeed. it's for yeah, non-professionals. You need to unprofessionalise yourself. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, and speaking of professionalism, there's a couple of sections on professional development. So um, an article about um, uh, analysing your performance as an interpreter and how you can improve on it. So if you write down what you think went wrong and it's, yeah, it's like a system on how to continually improve your service. Um, and also a write-up on which kind of ties in with the isolation thing is that Nati's live interpreting tests are now yeah. being, or have been being conducted via, I assume, Zoom or some similar platform. And so there's a write-up about how that process has adapted uh, to COVID times for the moment until they're able to do it face-to-face -face again. Uh, look, uh, of course, uh, many, many people lost their lives, many got sick, and uh, the pandemic is not something to be happy about. Um, but there is, I think, a silver lining, uh, if there can ever be, especially within regards to uh, remote connections. I was Definitely. Talking, I was talking to one of your colleagues, actually, from Ozit, um, Liz Ambrose, about uh, feeling even more connected than I did before with everyone else, you know, especially uh, internationally um, with other states. Like, I'm more in contact now with people uh, all over the world than I was six, seven months ago, you know. Like, look at you, for example. Here you are all the way in Mexico and we, we're just having a conversation right now, you know. It's yeah, that kind of happened for me too. Like uh, the Ozit conference itself I've only been to once before and unfortunately just due to my own personal logistics I didn't get to stay for the whole thing. I only got to see a couple of sessions. 
That was in the 2014 Brisbane one. Mm. And so I've always been wanting to come to a conference and for one reason or another not being able to mainly because I was on the other side of the world. <laughs> but, yes, this time I did get to come because it was a virtual conference, so I was excited about that. And I've noticed that with a couple of other areas of my professional life too that things do seem in a way more connected because the a translator especially, the, a translator's life is rather isolated even in normal circumstances. Mm-hmm. So um, in a way with everyone else coming online, it's like, oh, hey, welcome to the party type thing. So, so I, yeah, it's been nice. And um, a call out to Ozit here, maybe, uh, you know, hopefully things do go back to normal um, as soon as possible. But I really like the online version of the conference as well. And, and maybe maybe there is a bit of a hybrid version. Um, where, Me too. Where, where, I'd, I'd love to see a hybrid version. Yeah, you know, where uh, remotely we can connect as well. And I think uh, we were talking about, or um, I think uh, Professor Sandra Hale was talking about this in one of her presentations in the conference as well, where, you know, people have a greater access now because of uh, availability of remote learning for PD Mm -hmm. and and things like um, video remote interpreting, things like that, uh, as well as having access to more resources, more live resources, Mm -hmm. Um, around the world and uh, I think um, especially you know within regards to professional development uh, I think it makes a huge difference especially for those people who are in remote areas you know like yourself all the way in Mexico <laughs> um, I don't think it gets any more remote than that. <laughs> remote from Australia maybe yeah but <laughs> not remote within Mexico but yes. No <clears throat> no definitely. Um, another one interesting one uh, on professional development was I think um by, uh, again, I'm sorry if I butcher her name, uh, Talisia Osepoku, um, about the mind control schema uh, under professional development there. And, uh, you know, ever since learning about the demand control schema at uni, I, I was able to apply that to my interpreting and translating, and I thought it made a huge difference. That's um, great. And, uh, and I think it's something that needs to be... Uh, in the view of all practitioners and they should all know what the demand control scheme is. So I'm actually looking forward to reading that as well, um, that article written by, written by Talisia. So, yeah. Yeah, that that's um, one I've been looking forward to too. And um, I'm sure people will get a lot from it. Uh, I, I am definitely sure as well. In regards to the NATI live testing, uh, we had a bit of a chat with them as well. Um, a few uh, weeks ago, and like they've turned all their translation tests online now. Um, That's great, isn't it? Yeah, it's it's amazing. And here is an exam up until two years ago was handwritten. You know, so we're going from That's a hand, really handwritten <laughs> exam to doing everything online now, um, which makes it accessible as well, maybe even less stressful because you know, going and sitting that Nazi test is a pretty stressful thing. You know, well, people are used to working on on the computer too. So going back to handwritten is a bit stressful because you have to know if you have enough time to write it out, and if you want to switch words around, it's not um, just a copy. Exactly. Case. I don't know. Last time, probably someone did a hand handwritten translation would have been in the eighteen hundreds. So. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah. Yeah. Kudos. I know. Oh, kudos sorry. To, I was sorry. Gonna... Yeah. Go on. <laughs> in, I know in the states they do do sort of a hybrid thing, so I think it's technically it's supposed to still be a written test, but they have it 
a computer version, but you still have to physically go to a place and do mm. it and put it on a USB stick rather than, I don't know if the... Well, that, that's what Nati was doing. So from uh, okay. they, they turned it from a written test into a test that you go take your computer and you do it yeah, while, so while there with invigilators yeah. in a room with other uh, translating candidates. Um, but but now, just, uh, you know, probably because of COVID, they very rapidly and very uh, successfully uh, transitioned to doing it to online, fully online. online. Yeah. That's great. Uh, which makes it, again, you know, easier access. So you could be up in a rural area of Australia somewhere and access the NATI test and you wouldn't have to travel all the way to maybe Sydney, Sydney Melbourne, wait for a specific date and so on and reduces costs, reduces stress. So, again, um, a big kudos to the folks at Nati there. Well done. Um, I, another one that I is um, looking interesting to me is uh, you've got a practitioner story there, someone from the Sydney 2000 Olympics uh, and the Paralympics there. Um, tell me a little bit about that one. That's a nice story. Uh, Francois apparently started her career change into translation uh, because or thanks to the Sydney Olympics. So that she saw an advertisement looking for bilinguals who were wanting to be, who were willing to be trained by Nati, I think, um, to help out with all of the interpreting that would need to be done during the Sydney Olympics. So, um, yeah, it's the 20th anniversary of that event and here she is now still a, <laughs> wow. a fully-fledged uh, translation professional. So, um, yeah, it's a sort of a look back into um, into the past viewpoint, which I really enjoyed. A bit of a retrospective. That's it. Yeah, that's the word I was looking for. <laughs> Um, <laughs> thank you. Th no, thank you. It just came to me as you were saying. <laughs> uh, yeah, that, it's a very, very interesting one that I'm keen on actually uh, reading as well. Um, and uh, I like the practitioner stories in particular. It just brings, uh, you know, that that level of humanity to our profession. We go, yes, you know, we do have stories. We're not just people who just translate words. Um, people have lots of really interesting stories when because then translate I mean interpreters especially are involved in so many different a range of different events and um, I guess transactions so yeah often people do have lots of stories hidden hidden up their sleeves and I think especially interpreters always have a lot to say don't know much yes. about translators <laughs> but interpreters definitely have a have a lot to say um, and you know Maybe maybe majority of the practitioners have transitioned from some other uh, profession that they had beforehand, whether it be because of immigration or because they've had enough of their current uh, life. Like I used to, I come from a hospitality background where I managed restaurants for 20 years and then I became an wow. interpreter and a translator after that. So, you know, there are all these amazing stories that people bring into um, their mm -hmm. interpreting translation uh, professions from uh, you know a prior life as well so they're, they're always interesting stories um, they are yes all right very good look uh we don't want to give too much away we want to you know make sure that uh, people get their hands on the summer issue and um have a little bit of a read i know that last time we were talking about making it more accessible and available through uh some applications any any updates on that one and not currently, we're still going through the issue um, application, which is easy enough to download onto your phone or your other device. Um, and so then you can get a flipbook content version or a, more of like a blog style version. 
Um, another option is via PDF on your computer if you're that way inclined. Um, I personally like to read not on the computer because work is <laughs> on the computer a lot. But yes, there's those three options for the moment. And we will be looking into um, perhaps another platform at some stage in the future. No, issue, I just I, after our chat last time, I've been reading all the previous uh, issues on issue as well. That's, by the way, spelled I-S-S-W. U-U, yeah. U-U, sorry. <laughs> I-S-S-U-U. Um, yes. And, you know, just uh, on the couch, flipping away on the smart device is actually a pretty good way of doing it. Um, so, okay, that's good. Good to know that uh, that's still available there and um, there are works in making it available in other applications as well. Um, all right, gradually we're, oh, sorry. sorry I was going to say gradually we're adding in hyperlinks too. So if, like particularly in the news and brief section, um, sometimes there's something that piques my interest and I like have the impulse to <laughs> click mm. on it. So we will be adding uh, hyperlinks as, as we can or as they become available, um, which is just sort of a new feature too that wasn't previously um, used all that much in, in our magazine. So that that's a great idea. People enjoy too. Because you do refer to a lot of uh, external, I guess, um, uh, sources and resources. It'll be really mm -hmm. good to be able to just click on that. Uh, is the is the version that's available on the issue app? Will that have hyperlinks as well? Is that does that work? Yeah. Oh, so sense. it should work. Yeah. Very good. Looking forward to that. Have a little, little bit of a play around with that too. That's great. Um, look, like I said, we don't want to give too much away. If there's uh, anything else that you would like to tell us about uh, about um, the next issue. Um, no, just that I hope people enjoy it and to make sure you download a, a copy from the website. If you're not an OZIP member, you can become a member to see this latest issue. And, um, yeah, we hope you enjoy it. There's there's quite a lot of content in there that um, uh, is relevant to our profession. I think so. Look, it's, it's always really good to have a, a dedicated uh, magazine to our profession. And uh, you folks are doing so well. And, again, thanks to everyone who has... Um, participated and uh, who has, you know, taken the time to uh, write something uh, about themselves or about um, their interests. And thanks uh, to you at Ozit for putting everything together again. Thank you, Patti. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let's uh, download this uh, issue that's coming up. When's it going to be out again? It's due out the first week of December. So oh wow! Okay, just uh, we've still got a week. <laughs> so by the time I think by the time I actually publish this episode, it will be available. So excellent. So yes, so let me just say this again: it's available now. Download it um, if you're not an Ozit <laughs> member. Become an Ozit member, and you have free access to the magazine. Uh, if you're not an Ozit member. It's old news. You get stuff like from six months ago, <laughs> all right? And, you know, with the world these days moving so fast, six months ago might as well be 60 years ago. Uh, so <laughs> sign up, become an Ozit member, read your magazine. There's a lot of hard work and effort being put in there, and it's it's really it's a good read at the end of the day. Um, so, Haley, looking forward to the next time we meet uh, for the autumn issue. Yes, likewise. Thank you very much for having me, and I'll look forward to seeing you again for the the next issues um, summary, I guess. <laughs> Sounds good. Take care. All the best. Okay. See you. All Graduates Conversations Podcast. 